Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Woody Banter Book Club podcast. I'm Maddie here with Courtney. Hello, and today for our last review of June, we are reviewing the one and only Song of Achilles by Madeline Miller. Now, this is a Greek retelling of the story between Achilles and Patroclus of the Trojan War, um, but it's told mainly from character perspective, not like a historical retelling. So mm-hmm. I enjoyed this book. Not my favorite of all time. Not my, not even my favorite Greek retelling, but it was really, I, I still enjoyed it. I thought it was pretty good. So, well, uh, I know I've mentioned this several times before, but this is, so this is one of the books, I read it last summer and then I just reread it. And I also really like this book a lot. But I think that I am going to be changing my rating a little bit. This time around, I listened to an audiobook of it. So, like, it's different. Because, like, I already knew the whole story. I know what happened already. Because I, I literally read it. I finished it one year ago today. So, oh, wow. Like, yeah. So, like, very on the mark. Um, and, yeah, I have... it. It's definitely, since I read a lot more, it's definitely not my favorite book. Um, it is my favorite Madeline Miller book, though. I like this book way more than I like Cersei. Cersei is so boring to me. But this week is my turn to host. Lay it so, on us. By the way, just so you guys all know, I'm going to be pronouncing these names so wrong. So wrong. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That's, that's it. That's... and. What are you doing? Oh, he's making a bed for himself. I don't know if you can hear me. I'm making a bed for himself right now. Some of them are not so bad, but yeah. yes. So Sorry. the story the story is told from the perspective of Patroclus, who is the uh, roommate friend. Uh, history remembers them as besties of Achilles. And it goes through Patroclus's story, his upbringing, what happened to him growing up. Um, and essentially what, what had happened is not too much of a spoiler. Cause it's like in the first, I don't know, 50 pages, he accidentally kills a boy and he is sent to live in exile because the boy he killed is a, uh, noble, yeah, a noble child. So he is sent to go live with Achilles father in some place that I cannot pronounce. And it is there that he... Uh, sort of develops this infatuation with Achilles, but not really mm-hmm. understanding what it meant. Um, he had met Achilles very, very, very briefly prior to that when he still lived with his father. Um, he was there for the Olympics, so they <laughs> they uh, they met then. Uh, very or he saw him. He didn't really um, meet him. Just, just... Yeah, and even then he was like, "That is a beautiful man. That is a beautiful child." Um, but he was a child too, so it's yeah, not so weird. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, it's not weird if because they're both children. Um, and it follows their journey about how Achilles becomes the greatest fighter of his generation of men. Um, the story takes place, of course. Um, if you're not fam- if you're already familiar with the story of Achilles, you know it's basically you know they they go to Troy to try to retrieve Helena and um a big portion of Odysseus's story from the Odyssey comes from there which I am very familiar with I never read the Iliad but I believe Achilles's uh story is in the Iliad so it yeah yeah Yeah, so because it's Iliad and then Odyssey 
Yes. The Odyssey is is uh, Odysseus returning. Right. Trying to return home right. from the Trojan War. Yes. And Odysseus, he's a mixed bag. And I feel like we should talk about him a little bit later he's on. He's a little even though... tricky. He's a little trickster. Yes. But I think Odysseus just overall is just a very complex character. And Indeed. he has, like, very... He's done a lot of really right things and a lot of really wrong things. And I think that's kind of interesting about him. Also, it doesn't help that I picture him just being, like, the sexiest Greek man I've ever seen in my <laughs> life. Like, I... <laughs> I don't even know how to explain. Like, I just see him as being so hot. Um, but you know, they go through their tr- they go through some tri- some tribulations together. Um, Achilles's mom is very much a boy mom, where she is not a big fan of him having anybody other than her. Uh, and yeah, I I mean that's pretty much the gist of the story. Like I said, if you've read the Iliad or the Odyssey or any Greek mythology at any point in time in your life, um, this is in that realm uh it's just a retelling yeah. of that and if you so, like greek mythology in general i think it'll it'll be good i have read the iliad once before so i i might do some comparisons in the spoiler half but after you just said that about odysseus i'm just picturing him as Roy Kent. <laughs> this is my odysseus here <laughs> so you said the sexiest man ever. Okay, okay, yeah, that was my fault, my fault. Um, Alright, so if you've never watched our show before, there is something that you need to know, and that is that we are about to do a spoiler-free review for you. Um, and then we'll do a spoiler version, but we'll tell you before we get into the spoilers. So if you have never read this book and you want to read this book, don't worry, we're not going to say anything that is going to really impact the storyline. However, like I said, if you're at all familiar with the Iliad or the Odyssey or any of those stories, you probably know about this story. Also, if you are probably an adult living in the United States and you are above the age of 20, you've probably heard of Achilles before. So, like, I, I'm sure that, like... Yeah. Perhaps yeah. you've seen the movie Troy, starring yes. Orlando Bloom and Brad Pitt. Yes. Um, but... Um, I do... I do have something to say. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, did you know that Achilles has a brother... Uh, no. Yeah, so he has a brother, and he, too, was dipped into the same, like, river as Achilles. Yeah. Um, (laughs) uh, and throughout his, like, life, he kind of went a little crazy. So, like, uh, he was definitely, like, the opposite of Achilles. Like, he wasn't super great. Um, and so Achilles actually ended up killing him. Um, but there was only way, one way to kill him because he too was dipped into the river. So, um, when they're giving his eulogy at his funeral, when they were burning him and whatnot, um, they had to talk a lot about both of these nuts. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. (laughs) That was a really Uh, long bit to get to the bottom (laughs) I was trying so hard to keep it in that whole time. Yeah, here's something um, that some of you may not know, and it's that uh, I'm incredibly gullible, and I believed her up until the very last second. <laughs> Terry yeah. told me that joke, and he told me if I didn't tell on the podcast, he was going to leave me, so. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's reasonable. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. So, well, I hope it was worth it. There you go. Some laughs for everyone. Yeah. Uh, okay, so getting into it, we're going to start with uh, our reviews. So, Courtney, would you let your younger sisters read this book? Um, Like, would you recommend it to them? Um, I don't know. Honestly, this one was, like, a little tough for me. They're... I don't feel like a lot of the scenes are super graphic. The way that they're described isn't, like... It's not a smut book, right? So, like, there are sexual encounters, but I feel like they're almost described, like, I don't know. I I don't even know how to describe it, but the scenes are described in a way where it's just, like, describing what's happening, not, like, hot and heavy, if that makes sense. It almost feels, like, very clinical, Mm -hmm. the way that it's described. So I don't think that's, like, a huge issue, and it doesn't happen a lot throughout the book. Um, Plus... A lot of times part of high school core curriculum is the Iliad and the Odyssey. Uh, And I mean, this book clearly takes on the, there's like this huge debate with philosophers and even people back after the the story of Achilles back way back in the day um, when it was more current, I suppose, people were debating over the type of relationship that Achilles and Patroclus had. Um, So that's not like a new concept. This just really takes on the perspective that they were not just friends, right? That they were lovers. Um, And so like, I don't know, I I, I don't feel like it's super offensive or anything. I don't feel like there's, it's the story of the Trojan War with uh, just told from the perspective of like a romance that's happening during that time. And it's not even super romantic per se. So I'd say probably. Like, I don't feel like it's super far out of the wheelhouse of what they're already having to read for school. It's just a little bit more dramatized, um, which they do all the time to make old literature more enticing to younger people. So, yeah, um, I I don't think either of my younger sisters would like this book. I think that my brother might like this book, actually. Oh, yeah, um, he's a big nerd. Shout out to you, Colin. He'll be on the podcast soon enough. Um, But he's a big, big nerd. And I think that he would probably like this. My sisters, I would would say that they could read, like, be fine with them reading it. I mean, it's really not descriptive at all. Um, It's just, like, it reminds me a lot of um, Seven Husbands, where, Mm -hmm. like, she kind of because, like, she's telling it from, like, a story perspective. This is also being told from a story perspective. So, like, it's not, yeah, yeah, whatever. Um, so I yeah, I would recommend it to them too. Generally, I would recommend this book too. I mean, it's maybe not to like the people I know who only read like romancy stuff, but like, I don't know. I feel like everybody went through that phase in like middle school, early high school, where they're like, oh my gosh, I love Greek mythology. Uh, like when the Rick Rorden books were coming out. And this is just, like, a, kind of a more, I mean, it's a more mature version of a Greek mythology, not even a retelling, it's just telling the original story from a different perspective, I suppose. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely worth the read. I found it interesting. Um, there's a couple bones I have to pick with it, but we'll get into that a little bit later. But I, generally, I'd recommend it, too. Yeah, I, I was big into Greek uh 
mythology when I was in the sixth grade. That's like when we were kind of introduced to it. Yep. Um, in school and stuff. And I was just like, this is so cool. But in my head, even to this day, I still imagine all this as being like legitimate history. <laughs> so I'm like, wow, it's so cool that they used to like walk around with gods. Like I was 20, uh, last year I was 24 years old when I found out that the Troy War was not real. Mm. I found out last year. Yeah, Homer, you bastard. Dude, I was so confused. I was like, wait, what do you mean it's not real? What? This is what happens when you go to public school. Public school and college, and they only have you read the Odyssey. This is why we need the Iliad back in school curriculum. <laughs> I don't care that it's 900 pages long. I want the full Iliad. It's. I mean, I really enjoy the story of the Iliad. I, I like Greek mythology, too. I'm a big, like, I love... Icarus I love the story of Narcissus like they're just they're so captivating and I mean our views on religion and stuff have changed nowadays but the prevailing view at the time through Egypt the Greek um era and then the Roman era there was beliefs in like multiple gods and it's just a way for humans to make sense of the natural phenomena going on around them um, but no, I've always been super enthralled by that. Just kind of interesting to learn about, like, how they used to explain away the weather and stuff like that. But yeah, I mean, this probably was very real to them. I mean, you, you look at Greek architecture now, like the Pantheon and stuff like that, and you see how devoted they were to their massive kind of religion but i've always found it really fascinating i think it's just because there's so many really interesting stories it's just like reading the i mean it's a little different but it's like reading the parables from the bible even though they're not you know that they're not real they're just used to explain something they're they're captivating and they get the main point across which for like narcissists don't be too obsessed with yourself um for Ithar Icarus, don't, don't fly, fly too close to, to the sun, sun if you're wearing wax wings okay <laughs> Listen, wax wings, bad idea. Don't do it. That's my tip of the day. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. For those of you out there considering, learn from fake history, from mythology. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think part of the reason I like this book so much has to do with that, too. I'm just captivated by Greek mythology in general, and I have been since I was an adolescent. I think that's true kind of across the board. But yeah, everybody has their Greek mythology phase. And their so, Egyptology phase. They watched The Mummy yeah. one time. I've actually never seen that movie, but I loved learning about Sanskrit when I was in... Wait, no, hieroglyphics. Sanskrit yes. is... <laughs> Sanskrit <a> is font. <laughs> from... Yeah, it's from India. I'm talking about... Uh... <laughs> okay, we're both dumb. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> it's all right. Did we, did we have, have we mentioned in this episode that I have a master's degree and you're going to be a lawyer? <laughs> you're in your third year of law school, so have we mentioned yeah. that yet? Yeah, I'm like the top half of my class, too. <laughs> it's fine. They're not asking you, what if your Hi. first case you ever get is about Sanskrit? I will laugh. Now it's going to happen. I know. It's going to be <laughs> so funny. Anyhow, so Courtney and I, we have four pillars that we normally like to rank our books on. Uh, in lieu of smut, since smut is not in this book because it's a fiction book, we will be replacing it with imagery. And let's start. Okay, so our pillars are 
the witty banter, the character development, the realism, and the imagery, like I said. So let's start with the witty banter between these two characters. Courtney, what would you give it on a scale of five, because ten's too many, on witty banter? You know, I don't know if it's just because it's like a a Greek retelling. They're definitely, they're both sharp in a sense, right? And like, they can, they can, they say things that are enticing, but there's not necessarily like a back and forth witty banter, I would say. They're dealing with like some really heavy themes too, right? This is war. The gods are involved. Um, Neither of them really want to be there in the beginning. So like of the war and so i don't think the, the the witty banter isn't really there per se i'm gonna give it like a two the dialogue's okay um and i'll kind of get into that a little bit more there were some parts of the book where i felt like the characters were really like one-dimensional like i wish would give us a little bit more personality on both sides but like they still have a good dynamic so it's not like there's no chemistry at all so i think like a two maybe a three but okay. how about you um i think the problem is is that they don't have a lot of witty banter because they are children when they fall in love like they're yeah. like 12 years old so what 12 year old do you know has banter none as a 12 year old personally i had no banter so that's yeah, what I'm basing it off of. So I'm going to give it a one, actually. I just don't think it existed in this book, which has been a theme these last few books. But that's because they've been fiction books and not romance, romance books. Yeah. But we'll be back to the romance next week, so. I said a one. So now we're going to move on and talk about the uh, character development. What would you rate the character development in this story? Now, wait, before you say anything, I want to say that I think it's a little hard because they're on literal hero's journeys where their whole existence is the character development that they have. So I think it's a little, a little skewed. There's a couple, yeah, there's a couple challenges with this category in particular. One is that this is like, it's like a tragedy, right the the end is a tragedy for if you guys don't know how the trojan war ended it wasn't great like especially for achilles and patroclus and all the people that they were friends with like it and so there's no like happy ending that the character development is working towards like there are in romance books um one thing that i'll note too is that like the way patroclus Patroclus is portrayed in the Iliad is very much different than how he's portrayed in this book. So in this book, Patroclus is a lot more, he's just Patroclus, however you say it. He's a lot more, his personality is just his dedication to Achilles, kind of. He He's kind of interested in the arts. He's very attached to his mother's lyre, um, which is like a, a harp, I think. Um, but he's not super interested in battle or anything like that and in the iliad patroclus is very much like achilles equal on the battlefield um which is kind of what leads to the tragedy in the original iliad as being a little bit more believable so the tragedy that happens in this book which is the same it it was a little bit harder to believe for me just because of patroclus interest Um, And then with Achilles, we see him, he's a very, like, 
in the beginning of the story, he's very, like, carefree. Um, he's a prince, and he, like, he likes that. He acts in a way that, like, he knows the power he has because of his lineage. And then as the story progresses, he gets a lot more, like, uh, arrogant. He's a little bit selfish and proud, uh, which kind of leads to the downfall of both him and Patroclus. And so I, I think in terms of character development, like their relationship progresses, it's very clear that they mean a lot to each other and they start to develop relationships with other people. Um, and eventually, you know, Achilles is led to join the war that he didn't want to join in the first place. And so Patroclus is forced to join as well. So their character development is hard for me because normally we rate it on like, where do they start off? Where do they end the book at? Is there like a good amount of, character development are they a, a better person at the end of the book and that's not really what we're getting out of this but i do think as the story goes on the characters become more dynamic um at least to me and so i'd give it like a three just because it's a little different than what we normally rate the scale on but it's also because it has it doesn't have a happy ending so like we're not starting the story off and our char our characters aren't uh happy heroes at the end so you kind of have to keep that in mind yeah um, yeah, I just, I, it's hard. What would, what was the number you gave it? A three, I think. A three? Yeah, I, it's, I don't know. I think I have to give it a five just because of the way that it, it's just, it's meant, the story is meant to be a hero's journey of Achilles and told from the perspective of somebody else. Because that's all these grif, grif, Greek mythology I, com I combined the Greek mythology there. Um, <laughs> Greek mythology stories are about, are they just all about people becoming gods or becoming heroes or becoming crazy? They're just like about people having character development throughout their lives. So I feel like I have to give it a five. I just didn't feel like I felt like Achilles didn't really learn a lot from his experiences. I felt like he only got more arrogant, which is what led to like the, which is why I'm giving it a little bit lower of a score. And like I said, conceptually, I usually just think of character development as like progressing and becoming a better person, but that's not necessarily applicable to the story. Right. And like the, the thing with Greek mythology too, is a lot of times it doesn't have a happy ending. The hero's journey doesn't end on, like, them getting everything they want um, and walking away happy. Like, there's always sacrifice. They they lose something. And it even mentions that in the book when it's talking about Jason and Heracles, how they eventually met their fates. So I think that's just why it's lower for me. But, like, like I said, as the book was on, the characters get more dynamic. So it's not like there's no character development. I think that's probably where you and I differ is that I don't consider character development just to be that you started as a bad person, became a good person. I think that it can still be that you came from humble beginnings and ended up with so much pride that it ended poorly for you, which is what happened in this story. And then we see the exact, not the exact same thing, but a very similar thing happened to another character in the story also um, towards the end of the book. So it's, it, I think that it's kind of like one of the Greek stories, right? Like, don't let your pride or think that you're, 
I don't I don't want to get too into it because I, I there's like a ton of spoilers to be said in this category. So maybe we'll talk about it a little bit more when we get to that section. Um, so let's just move on and then we'll talk about it more when we get to the spoilers because I I have like I have points to it, but I don't want to say what they are because I don't want to spoil it for anybody. Okay. So. Uh, our next category is the imagery. What would you rate the imagery of this book? That one was probably a five. The author did a really good job of creating very scenic literature. So, like, even when she's describing, like, Achilles' appearance, Patroclus is, like, obsessed with Achilles' feet. <laughs> he, like, describes them a lot. Um, but, like, when they're describing things like the Rose Quartz Cave, um when they're describing Chiron and all these other characters, you can kind of, you can really like visualize being there. Even the places when they're describing like the olive groves and the palaces, it was very immersive. So I think it deserves a five on imagery. Yeah, I I agree. I think, I mean, I could picture everything in this book Mm -hmm. um, both times I've read it. So I thought it was great. All right, so then our last category is the realism. Now, as we've mentioned already... (laughs) I did not know until last year, after I read this book the first time, that the war of Troy was fake. So, I, <laughs> I'm i gonna give it a five, because I thought it was real forever. Like, literally, for the first 24 years of my life. So, a five. I think, I, I mean, like, the thing with Greek mythology is, like, none of it's real. But, like, I'll give it a high score in the realism category, one, because it held somewhat true to most of the Iliad, aside from deviations with, like, Patroclus's character, um, and obviously there's some debate as to whether, like, what type of relationship Patroclus and Achilles had. Um, But in terms of, like, human folly and stuff like that, I think it's very realistic, um, especially with Achilles like I said he can be very arrogant and he's very talented but with that comes an air of arrogance that is eventually kind of his downfall um his pride and his stubbornness and so I think that's very realistic I think the relationships that they form with other people are realistic their relationship's pretty realistic too like there's bumps along the way it's not like it's all a happy go lucky um and it's war so like some of the things that happen there I mean it was definitely less graphic than a lot of the stuff that happens in the Iliad, which I'm here for. I don't want to read about pillaging um, and rape and stuff like that. So I kind of appreciate that. But I, I did think it was pretty realistic. So I'll give it a, a five, aside from the fact that it's mythology, you know. Yeah. All right. So then overall, what would you give the book? Um, Probably, probably four. Um. And like I said, I have some gripes, but like, I love Greek mythology in general. It was really well written, very beautifully written, very illustrative when it's describing things. It was very immersive, um, and I enjoyed it. So it's not my favorite book ever, not even my favorite Greek retelling. I think I like the original Iliad more. Um, I mean, I read it a really long time ago, but I just remember being totally enthralled. So I think it deserves a high score, but it's not quite a five for me. Yeah, okay, so last year when I read it, I gave it a five. Now, my theory, right, the more books you read, if you go back and reread other books that you thought you loved, you're not going to love them as much. More critical. Um, You're, like, more critical of them. 
Um, if you are reading a book for the first time, though, and you're like in like this mid, like this newer reading era. No, I was not a new reader. Like I had been reading at that point for a year and a half consistently. But I definitely think that I need to downgrade this book to a four for many of the reasons that you have pointed out. And that is that some of the characters fall very flat. Um, and I feel like there is some stuff sort of missing that maybe just because I mean, like from what I've heard, because like I said, I never heard the Iliad is that Patrick Cleese plays like a very small role in the in the in the Iliad. Like he's not a main character. He's not the great fighter. He's just kind of there with Achilles and they're trying to fill in these gaps of you know where did he come from where did he go yeah I, I mean there's a lot of characters who play a bigger role in this book than they did in, like the Iliad and that's just part of dramatizing the story taking right. making a new a new spin on it but um I will say too like for those of you who are much more into like smutty stuff, there is a retelling done by Katie Roberts. It's more of a modern day retelling, and it's uh, Achilles, Patroclus, and Helen in like a three way. It's called Wicked Beauty. Mm. <laughs> um, and it's very like Hunger Games y. Um, so I, it's one of her books that I actually really enjoyed. So if you're looking, if you like Greek mythology, you're looking for something a little more like smutty modern than this that's what i'd recommend but this book is still pretty good yeah um all right so then we're gonna move on to the spoiler section now and uh before we go just a reminder that we are selling bookmarks and you can find the link to that in our bio they're very very cute and they're for sale so go grab mm -hmm. them um okay so let's move on to the spoilers now i to be honest with you, I don't really want to go through this one play by play like we did for the last. Yeah. Like we did for uh, Seven Evelyn. Husbands. Yeah, yeah, it's just kind of like. It's I mean, the, the base. The, yeah, I mean, the basis of the story is is that when he is around the age of what nine, he kills a boy. Yeah, Patroclus in his anger. Yes. A boy yes, and he cracks his little head open. Yep, and then he gets sent away. Um, he his mom he implies is not. She's had like special nice needs or something. or something. Yeah, she's like she's she, simple. That's how yes. they describe her. That's like the nice. That's the nice way of saying somebody's like mentally, mentally challenged. Yeah. Um. So she, his dad was pretty mad about that but he loved her nonetheless but he loved her in secret in a way that did not really show to a lot of people but he really hated his son because his son was so scrawny and small and he thought that it was like very similar to his mom so his dad was totally fine with just being like you know what yeah get him out of here like i don't care get him out of here so he goes to peleus where it yes and they Achilles is like very well known already like all the boys are like we love him he's a prince he's amazing he's wonderful we want to be his best friend 
Yes. And and his father's been like pushing him to have friends too, but he's yeah. like, no. And he has to train yeah. in private so nobody mm-hmm. knows his strengths. So he Achilles takes it upon himself to befriend Patroclus. I've said his name like seven hundred different times because <laughs> I don't know how to say it. I think Patroclus. Patroclus. I think that Patroclus is how you say it, but Patroclus is how I've been saying it in my head for the last two years. So, okay, or one year last year. <laughs> um, so he, they, so they, they get, they become besties. And they're doing all these things together. You know, eventually he starts sleeping over a lot, but he has his own little cot. Okay. And things are going well for them until his dad is like, you've got to go. Or his mom's like, you got to go do some training. And his mom is the worst. I mean, his mom is such a boy mom. Sucks. She's also just like an awful sea wraith woman. She like, they, (laughs) me, um, they have a little they have a little smoochie on the beach. Patroclus is like feeling feeling the vibes and Achilles kind of freaks out and then his mom is like no. And she she's like you're going to go train with Chiron and mm-hmm. Patroclus for once in his life like stands up for himself for Achilles and he goes to Peleus and he does the the position of supplication um which was weird to me but basically he kneels before achilles father and he's like tell me where he is and his dad eventually tells him and they both go to train with chiron and chiron basically says that achilles mom is like a bigot like she the sea people they aren't as down with the uh homoerotic ways of the greeks Mm -hmm. if you will Mm -hmm. um and I think, you know, I think Peleus knows, but I don't think he really cares all that much. Let's not also skip over the fact that Peleus raped um, Achilles' mom. Yeah. And then she was forced to live with her rapist for a year. It's like, can she be mad? Sure. Um, but that also circles back. She makes Achilles get married to this girl and makes her yeah. live with him. And I'm like, why would a victim of rape? Because they're do that goddess own child but like yeah so she i mean like she's a mixed bag she's a meanie pants um Mm -hmm. definitely a boy mom she's a little closed-minded she comes around Mm kind of towards the end but like she she really causes some freaking problems for them yeah and for no reason i mean like listen during wartime it is totally normal We've talked about this actually when we were reading Akatar. Do you recall how we were making fun of Feyre and Resand mm-hmm. for having drowning sex. Out the song yes, the dying. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Remember when we were talking about that? That's like a real thing that they that people do. Like they like. Yeah. You think you're gonna like high? Ad- yeah, high adrenaline and stuff. And they were in Troy for ten years. So you're telling me you don't think any of them? You don't think Odysseus? Come on, let's be let's let's be real here. It's so effing for real right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People were getting so, it. Um, like, and she was also to be fair, his mom was also very bitter prior to that. Like, she was bitter even before she had been assaulted and everything. So, 
She's just not yeah. a nice lady. No. She's also very feel fearful for Achilles because of all the prophecies that had come along. But, like, she allowed it to drive her all of her decision-making. Right. We still got the result in the end that she was trying to avoid. But yeah. So we go off with Chiron. He's mm-hmm. he's like a fatherly figure. I don't. He was very like one dimensional to me. Like he's a he's a centaur. Yeah, horseman. Yeah, um, and he's trained a bunch of other people, but he doesn't. Achilles trains with him once, like fighting, and he's like, "I can't teach you anything." And he's like, "Patroclus, you want to learn anything?" Patroclus like, "No." So they just like frolic around the woods for three. Well, years. he teaches them medicine. That's true. He teaches Patroclus um, medicine surgery. But, like, Surgery. Um, Maddie loves to perform finger surgery yes. all the time. I perform surgery on anybody who comes in contact with me. I have my little scapula and my little <laughs> nail pusher back thing. And I just perform yeah. surgeries. It's a bit of hers. Um, call her Patroclus. Anyways. Yeah, no, Chiron- no. <laughs> no. <laughs> Iron to me was just like I don't know. I think he was just like a supplemental father figure during their formative years, but they basically just go off and have like a boys camping trip for three years. And then right at the very end, they're like, uh, what if we Achilles is like, my mom, my mom can't see us here. And so they're like, oh. You well, they actually play. did kiss actually prior to that. They kissed on the beach. Right, right. But- Patroclus was just like, and then Achilles runs away, which I just, like, I'm picturing, like, the funniest. <laughs> it's obviously not funny to Patroclus, like, but the, it's funny the to me. sand kicking up behind his feet as he scurries away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and then, so they are 16 mm-hmm. when they hook up for the first yeah. time. And then immediately after, their fun is over. Because they're yep. getting called back to Peleus' house. Because... Agamemnon and his brother have started a war over Helen because Helen ran away with Paris. And yes. back in the day, Patroclus took a blood oath to protect Helen in her her marriage. And Achilles, his father Peleus, is looking for him to like take the glory and honor that he was promised through the prophecy. And his mom is very fear- fearful because part of the prophecy says that Achilles will die in Troy. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she's like, I'm gonna steal you away. And she plops him on a desert island to protect him. An island out in the sea. And Peleus gives Patroclus money to go find him. And then, what's happening? That's right, Achilles is cross-dressing, pretending to be a girl <laughs> so he can fit in with all these orphaned women. And like, Patroclus finally makes it there. This scene made me laugh. I don't know why, but like, so when Patroclus finally makes it to the island, Achilles is on that. His mom has hidden him on to to protect him from the war. He recognizes Achilles like immediately in his woman's garb, right? And Achilles runs up, and in front of everybody, he's like, "Oh, I'm Patro- Patroclus. Is my husband? I'm his wife." And then the daughter of the king just starts crying, like, hysterically, like, making a whole scene. And I was trying really hard not to laugh so hard through that. I don't know why I thought it was so funny. But then we come to learn that Achilles' mom has married him off to, uh, I can't say her her name, to 
this is a daimyo. Yeah. Um, and she is pregnant. Uh, and she is real depressed about the whole thing. And for some reason, Patroclus, like, pity sleeps with her. I didn't get that. Didn't get that whole scene. Um, no, she- his mom made him. Well, yeah. he, he Achilles' mom made him sleep with her. But Petro- Patroclus. Oh, 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 her. yeah. Sleeps with her too, but it's like this weird no no thing. She like totally like assaults him because she he tries to go away and she's just like no. So like, but he's like she's so sad. Oh no, I'm like, she's trying to see your man. Yeah, let her be sad. Maybe she's just trying to see like what he's got packing so that she knows like <laughs> why it's worth it to kill. Yeah, him. yeah. Uh... Um, yeah, I feel she's, really bad she's for also, her, honestly, like, during that part but of she's, she's also super mean to Patrick She's like, you are so fugly, and yeah, I, like, I, I don't hate you. It. You're ugly. And I'm like, that's something I'm confused about throughout the book, because someone else falls in love with Patroclus. I think that what the issue is, is that she's very young. I think that she's only, like, 13, probably, 14. I think if they said she was, they were, like, 15 and 16 14 and 16 yeah Um, but like yeah i mean imagine that rejection right you're 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 married to somebody they get you pregnant and then like in front of all your friends and stuff they proclaim their love to someone else like yeah um and And then then her dad sends her away go have their kid yeah and then the then achilles mom is like um actually i'm gonna raise that baby and the king is like i fucking hate you all like why did you even come here you have just ruined my poor daughter's life yeah and then his grandkid see mommy's like mine snapped yeah also he their son joffrey i said it oh yeah pyrus i I said it name is pyrus he yep, sucks. He is so vindictive, and he hates Patroclus. Mm-hmm. Um, and like it makes me so he sad. Like we, he doesn't even come into like the last twenty pages of the book, too. Yeah, and like part of the prophecy is that like the Trojan War will be won when um Pyrrhus um uh, fights, and like cool, whatever. But he's honestly such a dick. Like. He and it, it's it's the people who raised him's fault, honestly. Like Achilles was not there, and then he finds out that his dad loves Patroclus and really only loves like Patroclus. And I mean, I guess Achilles loves his mom in a weird way too, but his son is just kind of there. He's not a good dad, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Pyrrhus is real petty, and he's like, I am not gonna let Patroclus. Patroclus's name be engraved on the gravestone so that he will suffer in miserable eternity eternity without Achilles. And I was like, damn, that is vindictive as hell. Mm-hmm. Um, but eventually Odysseus comes upon them at the island and he's like, Patroclus. You're so kind of familiar. Uh, I think you're being a very bad boy. I think you're supposed to be in Troy right now. Um, and so Achilles was well like, Shit, I guess now I have to go to Troy too because Patroclus has to go. Freaking Odysseus. Um, but like, it's not really his fault, you know? Like it, it, he was nine. They were <laughs> he was nine when he took the blood oath, but I mean like it's not Odysseus' fault that right. he had to go 
to work. Right. I don't know. He's more of, like, a side character to begin with. But, like, I, th- I, th- I think a lot of people could be mad at him. I was really mad at him. Like, they were going to get drawn into the war at some point. That There was so much foreboding with that. Like, mm-hmm. they wanted Achilles in the war. And they got him because they got Patroclus. Um, so, then they sail off to Troy. And they spend some Where? time there. By some time, I mean oh, 10, years. ten years. A long time. Uh, they're there for 10 years. Just outside of Troy, going to war every day. Uh, just unbelievable. Ten years. Um, they end up a- adopting a village woman named Breeze's. Breeze's, yeah. Breeze's, and she is very young, also, and she ends up also falling in love with Patrocles. Um. But, like, they have, like, have, like kind of, like, a weird, fr- like, friendship dynamic where Patrocles even a- admits, like, several times that he would be with her if it was not for Achilles. Yeah, they, like, eventually kind of fall into a sibling dynamic almost. Like, they're mm-hmm. very good friends, but Patroclus is, like, his heart belongs to Achilles. There's nothing yeah. gonna come between them. She's yeah. still, like, a pretty... Pretty decent part of the part the story in fact achilles callousness with her uh his unwillingness to protect and save her is really what leads to like the division the grand division between patroclus and achilles lady and i think in the middle of it and i think this is a good time to start talking about the character development thing that i wanted to talk about okay. so the problem with achilles is that he was raised by his human father who pretty much was teaching him to be humble in a way, right? Where his mother was sitting there telling him that he's going to be a god one day and he's going to be great. But he was spending a lot more time with his dad when he was younger, so he was a lot more humble. And the more time he started spending with his mom and the more time he spent at war and when he first like started killing people and everything like that, his personality completely changed and he became very prideful and he yeah. became very, like... Well, as long as I don't kill Hector, like, I, everything's gonna be fine. Like, you know, there's just gonna be... He lets, like, a ton of people die, too, just because he's too proud to go and fight, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, I think that's another part of the wedge that's driven between him and Patroclus. Yeah. Just uh, he... towards human life. Um, another thing that was an issue was that he went to go kill a bunch of farmers. Um, and that really bothered Patrocles a lot also because he sees them as innocents who are just there. You know, they're there to kill, to get Helena back, not to kill farmers, but instead they were killing farmers. Um, and I think that we just see that kind of Achilles ends up becoming somebody totally different by the end of the book and he's not different in a good way he is mean and he is bloodthirsty and he feels like he's the greatest thing that ever happened so when patrocles dies because he is thrown off the wall by apollo who i'm just picturing like me oops yeah Yeah. um you're trying to get to the top Bonk. Yeah, uh, and then Patroclus is killed by Hector, and essentially the prophecy is that 
um, Achilles can't die until Hector dies first. And the only person who can kill Hector is Achilles. So as long as Achilles doesn't kill Hector, everything is fine. So in order for the war to progress, though, he needed to kill Hector. So first of all, if he had killed Hector, like, the first day that they got there, none of this would have ever been an issue. I mean, they'd all, they'd still both, both be dead, but, like, a lot of other people None of, will be alive. Yes, exactly. Including, um, um, let's talk about how, sorry, side note, Agamemnon, dick. He's an asshole. Yes. He murders his own daughter for favoring yeah. the war. The first time I read that, I was like, whoa, what the frick did I just read? Because I was, I was truly blown away. Yeah. I didn't know that Patroclus died either last year when I read it the first time. And so when he died, I was like, oh, what do you mean he's dead? Um, yeah, sorry. It's okay. Uh, so, Let yeah, he... I also say that, like, Agamemnon, this whole war started because of Menelaus, because Menelaus, his brother, is married to Helen. He was just waiting for an excuse to go F up Troy. He, like, yes. he had a hard-on against Troy, and this was finally his excuse. He's just, um, Agamemnon is just an awful person, and Menelaus is just, like, a pansy, to be honest. And, uh, even in the book, <laughs> I was looking at, the, like, the little character profiles in the back, and the first line of Men- Menelaus's description is, Helen's cuckold husband. <laughs> Most notably... Um, but yeah, they're real pieces yeah. of work. Yeah, I the yeah, and like the thing is, is that like people like Odysseus realize that this is kind of what's happening because they're smart. Um, not to excuse his crimes that he does commit, <laughs> but <laughs> I'm an Odysseus apologist. Yeah, unfortunately, I think I am, but that's because I've read the Odyssey so yeah. many times. Um, and then also Cersei, he's also in Cersei as mm. well. But, yeah, the, basically, I mean, after, you know, after Hector kills Patrocles, Achilles goes and he's like, oh, I'm gonna kill Hector. So he kills Hector. And then he dies, like, right afterwards. Uh, I mean, is it sad, though? No, not with this state. I think it's just a tragedy because it's so much wasted potential. But, yeah, like, but his potential is reached. This is his whole the whole reason why he was alive. I know, but, like, it's also just so sad, the wedge that gets driven between Achilles and Patroclus. Uh, like, Patroclus feels like he has to take matters into his own hand and lead lead the troops as while impersonating Achilles because of, there's the choices that Achilles has made during the war so like I don't know it feels like the wedge and like Patroclus's sacrifice could have been used for more but Achilles is just he's vengeful he's selfish and arrogant and like he does he does reach his full potential but there were people all along the way that were trying to help him and it was just kind of a it was fated to happen but it was just a creation of his own making and like Mm -hmm. yeah and then his son shows up that asshole yeah and then he's like 
he takes Breezy's and then Breezy's tries to stab him, but she can't and she tries to run away and then he kills her. Yeah. Um, he reminds me a lot of Joffrey, like just who truly is. Like, I think like, he's also very young when this is happening, and I think he's that's 12. The just but like, so is Joffrey. It's the folly of having that much power at a young age and having like influential parents. It just, I think mm-hmm. it really got to him, but yeah, he, I mean, he also just goes on like a murder spree, yeah, with the Trojans. Um, but Joffrey was also only like twelve. Yeah, so, so maybe fourteen. I don't know. It's all about the influence that these people have, in addition to like their root personalities at such a young age when you're influenced by so much violence and hatred for the people in your mm-hmm. life you're supposed to love. Like But yeah, he's a real piece of work. Um, um Patrickles haunts Odysseus's dreams. Love that. Yeah. And Odysseus goes to Achilles' son and is like, look, like he, like we have one person who has not been buried properly. <laughs> one single person. Can we please bury him with your dad? And he's like, no, no. And he's yeah. like, okay. So then they leave, and Patrickles is just meant to live and exist in this world by himself until the end when Achilles', Achilles mom, mom, she does one good thing in the mm-hmm. whole book. And they, yep, they reminisce she, on all the yep. Achilles moments. And then she's like, fine, I guess you can go be at rest. And she writes his name on the tombstone. And he can then pass and yep. be with and Achilles. Then, and then he's with Achilles at the end. So and that's how it ends. So it's, I mean, I don't know. It is, it's, it's a book. That's good. Mm-hmm. Greek mythology that's retold. If you had, if I had been reviewing this last year, I think I would have been a little bit more enthusiastic about it. Um, but since it's the second time that I've been dealing with this, I will say that the audiobook I got was free on YouTube. Nice. Amazing. Amazing. It was really great. Terry could not stand her voice, but <laughs> I liked it. So. Oh, yeah. This one, I don't know. My mom might like this one. She really liked the Troy movie. Um, mm-hmm. But like, I guess final thoughts. I wish Patroclus had a little bit more to his character. And I also wish that they had more, they had more descriptive moments of like falling in love growing up. I think that would have added a lot more depth to like the loss of Patroclus. Um, and like you, there's scenes where they, they're growing up together and you can tell that there's like, a really strong bond there but like we don't really learn why patroclus loves achilles so much and vice versa so i wish there would have been just a little bit more depth there um and like i wish patroclus had contributed more to the story than really just falling in love and dying um, right and like i said in the original iliad he's more of a, a warrior more of achilles uh equivalent in a lot of ways and it was a lot more believable when he was impersonating achilles um when he got killed but like i don't know i thought achilles is probably one of the more dynamic characters um odysseus as little as he was in the book he wasn't like a super prevailing character but i thought he was pretty dynamic as well um but yeah those are those are my thoughts that and honestly achilles mom sucks <laughs> Um, so yeah, I, 
Yeah, I think the moral of the story is, is don't have a mom or a son. Y- yeah, you know, get rid of them. Yeah, just, you don't need them. Especially <laughs> if your mom is a sea wraith. In that case, you really don't need her. Yeah. Get her out of here. Bye. Bye. Uh, no. I mean, like, listen. I know there's people who are really, really into this book. They, like, love this book. They love Cersei. They love these retellings. I... I think Madeline Miller is a good writer. I know her next book is going to be Persephone and Hades. Yes. But I I just don't know if these are for me. Cersei, which I don't think we'll ever review on here, but I might make a little a little review of it or something like that eventually. Um it is Cersei is boring. Like it's such a boring story to me. This one was a little bit more exciting. I read Cersei before I read this book, so I think that also put in perspective, like, how I rated this book yeah. last year. Um, but, I mean, it's good the first time around. The second time around, I didn't really like it as much, so. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I There's, like, there's so many Greek retellings out there, too. Like, if this isn't your cup of tea, there's gonna be something that you like. Um... You can also just read the actual Greek mythologies yeah. of it. Like they're very entertaining, and, and you could always, if you have a really hard time reading the old timey language, there are modern day interpretations. Yes, you can find one and still get the meat and potatoes of the story. But I will say though, if you have any sort of uh, aversion to certain topics, I would definitely look up what story you're about to read before you read it um to see what kind of trigger warnings might be in those because there is a lot of essay and a lot of m wording uh there's some like sewer left right going on like it's a lot like yeah yeah So I would just read into it a little bit beforehand if you are sensitive to those things. Do your research. But I think that is all for this episode. So thank you. Thank you guys for watching. Like we said already once we do have bookmarks for sale so go ahead and, and hit those up um we up. are using all those funds to help pay for expenses for the podcast so if you want to support the podcast that would be great um we have new episodes on mondays for you all so if you are looking for a new little fun podcast since your first episode um we have them every monday so keep an eye out for that um we are on the social medias we are on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, Pinterest. TikTok? I think I said TikTok. Oh, I think that's it. So if you want to go follow us on there, it's all at the Woody Banter Book Club. Um, we, I don't know. Do you have anything else you want to say? If you're watching our beautiful faces on YouTube. Oh, right. Like, and if you haven't <laughs> already, subscribe. Of course, of course. I, keep um, I forgot. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, and then next week, what are we reviewing? What are we reviewing next week? Set on you. Ooh, a new which author on this. I'm channel. excited about. 
I'm actually going to take this book to the gym to get the photo for... Yeah. I'm going all out. Yeah, I'm excited for that one. And then we're we're doing another Tessa Bailey book here pretty soon. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, unfortunately yours. Yeah. My, in... my Killer Vacation, too. Yes. Although, I have to talk to you about that one because I cannot find a copy of that book, so... Okay. Uh yeah. Well, maybe Amazon has a, Amazon has them out for like 3 weeks, so. And then Barnes and Noble didn't have any. Well, maybe we'll just have to do a either a virtual reading or an audiobook for that one. Yeah. Cuz Miss Molly has my copy. Mm. Give it back, Molly. Yeah. Molly Dean. Who lives at one two three? <laughs> Social security number her right now. One three two. Yeah, my twelve dollar book. <laughs> um. Also, we'll be announcing our July lineup, but we do have some. We have a very large series coming up. Um, we're going to be doing the first three books of that series uh, on July 31st. If that gives anybody any hints about what we're doing. A beloved uh, series. Beloved. If they know July 31st, then they know. Just depends on how this all works out. Alright, well, I think that's it. I guess the only thing that we have to say now is happy reading. Happy reading. Happy reading. Happy reading. Happy reading.